Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. We are getting to another legendary record label, this one from the 90s as well. Bad Boy is a record label founded in 1993 by Sean Combs. It operates as an imprint of Epic Records, a division of Sony Music. After his climb from a non-paid internship to becoming an A&R executive at Uptown, Sean, Puffy, P. Diddy, and Brother Love Combs was fired in mid-1993 by Andre Harrell and founded his own label, Bad Boy Records, in late 1993. The label's first release was Flavor in Your Ear, by Craig Mack, followed quickly by Mack's debut album, Project Funk the World, in 1994. Quickly after these releases came Juicy and Ready to Die, the lead single and debut album from the Notorious B.I.G., which was released in the same year. While Mack's album went gold, Ready to Die went multi-platinum, dominating the charts in 1995. Biggie became one of the genre's biggest names and Bad Boy's premier star. Also in 1995, the label continued its success with platinum releases by Total and Faith Evans. Bad Boy, meanwhile, staffed a bevy of in-house writers and producers, including Easy Moby, Chucky Thompson, and D-Dot, all of whom were instrumental in producing many of Bad Boy's most noted releases during this time. The rapid success of Biggie and Bad Boy as a company raised some tensions, especially with the LA-based Death Row. For three years leading up to 1995, West Coast hip-hop, dominated by labels such as Death Row, had been preeminent in the mainstream rap. Suge Knight, CEO of Death Row, held Sean Combs responsible for the shooting death of his friend, Jake Robles. Allegedly at the hands of Sean Combs' bodyguard, tensions were heightened when Death Row signed Tupac, who alleged that Bad Boy, notably Biggie and Puff, had been complicit in the November 1994 shooting of Pac in the lobby of Quad Studios. After the June 1996 release of Pac's Hit Em Up, smearing Bad Boy, tensions escalated. Tupac was shot in Las Vegas, Nevada on September 7, 1996, and died September 13. Bad Boy issued a statement of condolences after his death. On March 9, 1997, while Bad Boy were preparing the release of Notorious B.I.G.'s double album Life After Death, he was killed in Los Angeles. Their deaths left many to speculate if the coastal hostility had been responsible for the death. The police investigations were criticized by public and judicial sources. Both cases remain officially unsolved. There will be a later episode about the deaths of both legendary MCs and who is speculated to have killed them. Posthumously, Biggie's Life After Death reached number one on the Billboard Top 200. Its first two singles, Hypnotize and Mo Money Mo Problems, also topped the single charts. The album eventually sold over 10 million copies in the US alone and is one of the highest selling rap albums ever in the US. In 1996, Puff had begun recording his own solo debut album. His first single, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, peaked at number one on the rap, R&B, and pop charts that spring. In response to Biggie's death, the label rushed released a tribute song, I'll Be Missing You, which featured Biggie's widow, Faith Evans, and Bad Boy's R&B group 112. The single topped the charts for 11 weeks and became the hasty second single from Combs' album, No Way Out, which was released in the summer and sold 7 million copies in the US. Mace, Combs' newest protege, in the meantime was immediately thrust into the void that B.I.G. left. His own debut album, Harlem World, also released the same year, would go quadruple platinum. Due to the successive successes of Life After Death, No Way Out, and Harlem World, by the end of 1997, Bad Boy as a label and a brand name had hit a peak. During this time, the label began to promote its latest signing, The Locks, who had been prominently featured on various Bad Boy releases that year. Highly anticipated, their 1998 debut album, Power, Money, and Respect, was certified platinum by the RIAA. Shortly thereafter, the group departed from the label, entering into a long-standing publishing dispute with Combs, over the latter receiving 50% of the publishing that would continue until 2005. In 1998, Combs decided to expand Bad Boy's roster to genres other than hip-hop and R&B, and subsequently signed Fuzzbubble to the label as its first rock act. The group appeared on the rock remix of Puff Daddy's All About the Benjamin, but parted ways with the label before releasing their full-length album. In the years to follow, Bad Boy saw a commercial decline, and in 1999, Mace became religious and abruptly retired from the business, leaving a serious dent 
hesitant in the company, especially since the second album had just been released. Bad Boy found some success with Shine, a young rapper from Brooklyn who garnered generally mixed reviews for his deep voice and slow flow, which many consider to be reminiscent to and perhaps a ripoff of Biggie. Meanwhile, Combs' later albums failed to generate the same kind of acclaim that his debut had. In an attempt to further market himself, he underwent several name changes from Puff Daddy to Puff to Puffy to P. Diddy to Diddy, then shortly Diddy Dirty Money. But with the split of the group, he abruptly returned to Diddy. As the 2000s emerged, Bad Boy had noticeably fell off. Many of its more noted acts would eventually vacate the label, while those who remained saw their album sales dwindle as time went on. Southern rap duo 8Ball and MJG released an album called Living Legends to some success in 2004, prompting the creation of Bad Boy South, which would eventually house acts such as Young Jock. And in 2002, Combs participated in MTV's Making the Band 2, which spun off the Bad Boy assembled act The Band. Their MTV exposure led to a gold-selling debut album. Bad Boy saw its fortunes improve in 2005 with some success of its release of new signees Cassie and Young Jock, both of whom would score top five singles and debut albums. Also in 2006, Bad Boy hit Pay Dirt with Making the Band 3's Danny Decane, whose debut album topped the charts at number one and spun off a top five single. Their second album, Welcome to the Dollhouse, also debuted at number one and contained the group's second top ten single, Damage. Diddy also signed the male group Day 26 and Donnie Klang to the label. However, by 2009, Combs had dissolved Danny Decane, terminating Aubrey O'Day, D. Woods, Shannon Bex, and Andrea Fimbris contracts. Don Richard remained signed, working as a solo artist and songwriter for Bad Boy. And in March 2009, it was reported that Richard and Combs were assembling a new girl group, but later formed Diddy Dirty Money, composed of Combs, Richard, and a singer-songwriter named Kalina Harper. In April 2009, Bad Boy also signed Rad Cafe. We're going to take a short ad break here and then get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad. Now back to the show. In September 2009, it was announced that Combs would be leaving Warner, inking a new deal with Universal's Interscope Records. Under the terms of the new deal, Combs rebooted the Bad Boy name and trademark to be operated through Interscope. The previous Bad Boy catalog and roster, however, remains under the control of Warner. And in 2010, Diddy offered Mace a one-year release from Bad Boy to settle their differences after the 2009 incident, with Mace wanting to be released from Bad Boy. With this, Mace decided to retire from rap for good. And in 2011, under his new deal with Interscope, Geffen, and A&M, Diddy stated he was looking for new talent to add to his bad boy roster. Jay Electronica, who had close ties with Diddy, was originally planned to sign to the label but had signed with Jay-Z's Rock Nation imprint instead. Machine Gun Kelly announced that he signed with Bad Boy Interscope on August 3rd, 2011, and French Montana and Los were also announced as signees to the label in 2012. On April 25th, 2012, Mace featured alongside Diddy on Wale's Slight Work remix, marking the first appearance of the Harlem rapper on a record since 2010. Rumors began to start that Mace as well as singer Omarion were both signing to Rick Ross's Maybach Music Group. It was later revealed that bad boy artist French Montana was the reason Mace was making his third comeback. According to Montana, Mace is serving as an A&R on Montana's bad boy debut, excuse my French, as well as appearing on the remix to Montana's Everything's a Go. Mace is currently re-signed to bad boy records, but has yet to announce whether he is re-signed as a part of a joint venture deal between bad boy and MMG. He later announced he had gotten his release from bad boy, and in April 2013, Cassie released her full-length project seven years after her debut album. And Mace 
mixtape titled Rockabye Baby. It was received with positive reception, and on February 26, 2014, Combs premiered Big Homie featuring Rick Ross and French Montana as the first single from his mixtape Money Making Mitch. The song was released for digital download on March 24th. The full version of the music video was released on March 31st. Combs used his former stage name Puff Daddy for the album. MMM, or Money Making Mitch, was released as a free mixtape of 12 tracks on November 14th, 2015. Rapper Lost announced his departure from Bad Boy Records March 19th, 2014. That same year, Combs and Guy Gerber announced that their joint album, 1111, would be available for free download. The new single called Finna Get Loose, featuring Combs and Pharrell Williams, was released on June 29th, 2015. In July 2015, Bad Boy Entertainment artist Gizzle told the press that she is collaborating with Combs on what she describes as his last album, entitled No Way Out 2, a sequel to his 1997 debut. She describes the music as unique, saying the mindset is just to be classic and to be epic and to really live up to that. We know it's a tall order, but we are welcome to the challenge. On October 5th, 2015, Combs announced that Bad Boy would be distributed through Epic Records. This will mark the second time that Epic president L.A. Reid oversaw distribution for Bad Boy, having previously overseen distribution for the label 15 years earlier after being appointed president of Arista in 2000. Despite founding the label in 1993, Bad Boy began celebrating the 20th anniversary in 2015 with a 20-minute Mega Medley performance at the BET Awards. It stretched into 2016, starting with the label's May reunion sold-out shows at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and originating the Bad Boy Family Reunion Tour starting in North America in the last week of August 2016. There will be later episodes about the legendary production team known as The Hitman, and one about CEO Diddy and the legend B.I.G., and many others on this roster. 2016, Combs announced that after his last album and tour, he plans to retire from the music industry to focus on acting. On May 20th and 21st, 2016, Combs launched a tour at Bad Boy Records' biggest names to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the label. The documentary Can't Stop Won't Stop, a Bad Boy story, covering the two shows at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, as well as behind-the-scenes events, was released on June 23rd, 2017. The show toured to an additional 20 venues across the United States and Canada. On November 5th, 2017, Combs announced that he would be going by the name Love, saying that my new name is Love, aka Brother Love. Two days later, he told the press he had been joking, but on January 3rd, 2018, he announced on Jimmy Kimmel Live that he had changed his mind again and will be using the new name after all. In 2019, Combs announced on Twitter that making the band would be returning to MTV in 2020. Combs executive produced Nigerian singer Burner Boy's album Twice As Tall, which was released on August 14th, 2020. I believe the show, Making the Band, has been pushed back due to coronavirus, but the album was just released. Now, here's a complete list of acts who have been signed to Bad Boy Records. 8Ball and MJG, 112, Asim, The Band, Black Rob, Bow Wow, Boys in the Hood, Sean Combs, Dana Decane, Day 26, Sherry Dennis, Dirty Money, Dream, Elephant Man, Faith Evans, Fuzz Bubble, G Depp, Gorilla Zoe, Kalina Harper, Donnie Klang, Little Cease, Loon, Loss, Loon, Los, The Locks, Machine Gun Kelly, Craig Mack, Mace, Janelle Monet, New Edition, The Notorious B.I.G., Red Cafe, Shine, Rashad Smith, Carl Thomas, Total, Cassie, Mario Winans, Young Jock, Quincy, Madeline Bailey, Megan Nicole, Jordan McCoy, and Three The. Diddy is one of the most recognizable CEOs in hip-hop. He has created much more than just a label, but I think it goes without mention that without the label, the rest wouldn't be possible. The label that brought you so many legends in the game, Biggie, Mace, The Locks, 112, the list goes on and on. Bad Boy was one of the two labels in the East Coast, West Coast beef, home of legendary Biggie, widely known as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Bad Boy Records will go down in history as one of the greatest record labels in hip-hop history. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip-Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review if possible. Thank you.